0: Hi, hey everybody. Uh, we're going to start with a uh, brief goal we to Coach Campanelli. I can have will
1: take questions. Just raise your hand and we'll come around for questions. Go so turn over to you. Just uh, really proud of the guys. Uh, really tough week and they did a great job staying together, staying focused on the task at hand. Played really hard. Uh, tons of adversity this week and tons of adversity in the game. Uh, and they kind of just battled through. Uh, couldn't be more proud of uh, the way they competed the way they played. So, uh, really just a great testament to uh the character of the guys on this team, the coaches, uh, who did a great job staying together, the support staff, everybody, in a really difficult week, uh, managed to stay focused on the task at hand, which was getting uh, get Syracuse football to a bowl game in back-to-back years. That, that's a pretty special accomplishment. Questions we'll
0: start right from Emily and Chris. Uh, Emily, we got a mic right Coach, when did
2: you know that Garrett Schrader would be able to go at the level he was today, and what played into the decision to have him go as much as he did?
1: We knew at about 207. And to be honest, though, honestly, like he warmed up uh, relatively well, but there were so many things he really had not done in practice, and it was a little bit like, okay, he's going to ramp it up on game day and see how that goes. Uh, I thought Jason did a great job of building a plan so that we had an escape hatch if that couldn't happen, because he really was very limited in practice, and uh, you know, he's a really gutsy kid. I mean, that's a really special performance. It was really important for him uh, to get help get this team to a bowl game that was, I, I know that was a really important thing for him. And, uh, he basically did everything he possibly could for us today. And, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate it. I know the rest of the guys did too. probably, Chris, uh, deal, how did you
3: guys deal with sort of the subject of, of Dino? Did you encourage the kids to talk about him to a point and then cut off off the conversation? How did you just, you know, what you know, the big thing
4: is it, it coach player, coach relationships are really the you know, and some of these guys have
1: relationships with Coach, you know, four or five years. And, you know, I just told the kids, that everybody in the room, none of us would be here without it, including myself. You know, so uh, you have to deal with that, and you have to uh, kind of work your way through that. And at the same time,
4: it's kind of part of you know, being a being a man is that you have to be able to manage uh,
1: the expectations you have in the other areas of your life. And I think these guys did an excellent job of, you know, managing... Uh, those emotions, like put, putting them aside when it was time to go out and play football. So, yeah, I, I totally encourage them to address it, uh, to communicate with it, to talk to the assistant coaches about it. Uh, but at the same time, you know, they did an excellent job of staying focused on it, going out and winning this game. They practice great all week. Uh, there's some special guys in that locker room. Was that a message you gave them, like, on Sunday immediately or Monday? A hundred percent. On Sunday was one of the first things I said to them. Uh, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, I've been through this before, uh, and, you know, you, Kind of learn some lessons about how that goes, and you know, I certainly know how deep the relationships are. There are no relationships. You have know, some guys are more than others, but uh, some guys were super affected by it. Other guys, you know, just manage to go with the flow. But you no, know, I, I think Coach. I, I don't think there's a person in the world. That I think Coach Babers is a great guy, and uh, you know, everybody in the program was thinking about him all week. we to go to Dan over here on the
3: left. Coach, just right here. <laughs> just what it means to you personally to get this victory and and have that opportunity, knowing what was on the line in this game, to step in the way you did and what it means to the staff as a whole, to know that there's a 13th game. Well, you know, uh, first of all, I told the kids inside, you know, what an
1: honor it was uh, to be in a position to help them get to this point and, you know, to, to lead them today. Uh, Really, was, you know, honestly one of the great honors of my professional life. I mean, the, The history of this program is, um, you know, there's not many that can compare to it so to have the opportunity to do this for one or two games is really a special thing and then you know to see the guys go out and perform that way and compete that way battle through some really tough situations a bunch of crazy situational football things came up in that game so uh it's really a special day for me we're to the platform and back tommy i finally got to ask you about dan Ballard and
0: his development and working with him so closely this season. What have you seen from
1: number 89 and to where he's this season's going along? He's a special guy now. I mean, you know, his uh, desire to go out and get better, to improve, he has tremendous confidence. He believes in himself. Uh, he's a really talented athlete. He can do a lot of things. Uh, and it just, you know, him missing the spring and half of fall camp made it really hard for him, you know, technically. You know, you learn how to play tight end and then, you know, early in the year, you you didn't really know what he could do. You you knew that there was talent there. But uh, from the Clemson game on, it just seems like he just continued to trend in the right direction. And the more we asked him to do, uh, the better we played, the more he took on. Uh, He's got a super bright future and uh, he's he's a fun guy to coach because, you know, he, he walks in on Sundays and like, all right, what do we got? You know, he's excited to go out and get better and try some different stuff. We're right, we're right, we're right here, and Mario on the platform back after that. Uh, Coach, when talking about your relationships with
3: coaches back in Long, can you touch on that? And coming into this game, was did you want to assert your influence, or did you just let them do their own
1: thing? Uh, well, I think the whole staff is very close. I think we have great relationships. You know, I was really fortunate when I first got hired to drive around, uh, take Coach Long around New Jersey and look at all the defensive players I got to spend some time with him. He's a special guy. I mean, that guy has coached a lot of ball, and uh, he knows a lot. And, i work with Jason every day. He's a phenomenal football coach, one of the smartest guys I've met. Uh, he's done a tremendous job uh, battling through so many different things that have come up this year, uh, and, you know, he's done a great job leading. Uh, what was the second part of that question?
3: Yeah, did you want to assert your own influence on them, or did you let them do their own thing that they've been doing over the first 11 games?
1: No, they, they called the game 100%. You know, I mean, really, the communication was all about situations. What are we going to do? What distances we're going for, kicking field goals, going for. That type of stuff, you know. I, you know, Coach Long, you know, has been coaching that defense for longer than, you know, maybe longer than I've been alive. And uh, you know, he's about as good as they come. And then, you know, Jason uh, did an incredible job today and this week, and really, they did a great job of communicating with me, making sure that we were in the right situations.
0: We're we'll to Mario on the platform back. Oh, a minute. Okay. Uh, Syracuse <laughs> now going to bowl games for the second second year, first time in a decade. So you and your staff, what do you think this SU program is right now? One more time. What do you think this SU program is right now? I think it's totally trending up. You know, there's a lot of really good players in this program. Uh, Whoever comes in and has the opportunity to lead this program is getting a team that has a chance to really make a big jump. There's a lot of really talented players. There's
4: good kids that are willing to work hard. Um, I I think the future is really bright here, and I I think the character of the guys in the locker room, uh, you, you could really claim a lot of them you know, from what they did this week and how
1: they conducted themselves. uh, I think that this is definitely going in the right direction. Michael
0: right here in the second row. Coach, you guys hosted a lot of potential recruits before the game today. What kind of message does a performance like this send to those guys that,
1: you know, even though there's the coaching change, Syracuse is still committed to putting on a winning performance? I think it says to the players and it says to their parents that, you could send your son to Syracuse and you know he's going to be surrounded by really high character people that are willing to fight for each other. You know, when things get hard, I, I think that's a, a special thing, you know, because it's a big part of, like, you know, who you send your son to go play for, with, you know, and so uh, I, am like I said a bunch of times, so proud of the players. They sent that message that, you know, this is a program that you want to be a part of. Josh, the third one right here.
0: Coach, can you talk to me a little bit about uh, putting together the offensive game plan when you're saying Garrett wasn't ready up until
5: game time and the combination of having Ben in wildcat, with wildcat, but also Garrett
1: throwing the ball around a little bit. You know, it, it's really been uh, three or four weeks of trying to figure out how it's going to go on game day. There's a certain level of uncertainty. And uh, so it's not easy, you know, you, you have to practice, like I said, they're kind of building some escape hatches, though, that you build almost multiple different things into the plan in the event that, you know, all right, Garrett's healthy. He's not healthy. You know, Carlos has been banged up for three weeks. So that has not been easy. Uh, I give the players a lot of credit because we're asking them to take on a bunch of jobs. I mean, how many snaps for Quint and Dan have taken at quarterback is pretty impressive. They've done a great job. Just, just the operation of playing quarterback, making sure people are set motions are done the right way. That stuff's not easy. So that has been a challenge and they have, Accepted that challenge, done a great job. We go
0: to Wyatt in the third row here, and then back
1: to Emily in front.
0: Coach, obviously Garrett threw the ball more today than he had been in the last couple of games. Still didn't look 100%. How would you kind of rate his performance based on his health, and just how limited kind of was he today?
1: I couldn't rate his performance high enough. Uh, for what I know that he's going through, uh, that was off the charts. You know, I mean, really was. I, and uh, like I said, the, the level of uh, – Sacrifice and love he has for his teammates is really clear because of what he went out and did today, and you know, what he's been battling through is pretty special. I believe that
0: Chris yeah.
2: Until, Speaking of your future, has Wildhack indicated to you at all that he would like you to still remain part of the staff if it's possible moving forward?
1: To be honest, we haven't really talked about it. You know, I just kind of focus on the task at hand, and that's pretty much going out and trying to win this game.
2: How do you approach the next week? Two weeks as you guys, you are still in charge of this program until a new coach is brought in. You have a bowl
1: game prepared for it. Well, right now it will just be about you know what can we do to make sure that we go out and win that game, which will be hard because you don't know who we play in or where we go and that type of stuff. But there's so much. Uh, one, you get in the weight room and go out and get better that way. Uh, get the guys healthy. You know, maybe do some fundamental football with the young guys. Just you know, do the best we can to make sure that we continue to get better at playing football. Chris, uh, along the same
0: lines of, as Emily, a little bit. Your job, did you, did you have to talk to any of the candidates uh,
3: over the course of the week? Is that something you rested? No, no, that's, that's way out of my scope. And there is a rumor that one of them was actually out of practice on, on Wednesday. Dan Mullen, was that true? Maybe he was in a costume or something. I don't know, but I
4: didn't see
0: that. We'll take two more for Coach. We'll start right here in front. Coach, uh, you talk about the adversity that some of the players experienced during the week. Even the adversity that maybe you even experienced during the week, Did you just talk about
1: what kind of changes you wanted to implement from Sunday to now that you thought could put this team in a better position? Uh you know, I don't know that you could change a whole lot in a short period like this. I mean, a lot of it was staying focused then you know, if we did anything, we, we made some, uh, took some time to focus on some situational football things. Uh, just things that, you know, I think are critically important to trying to win games, uh, and, you know, we went out and competed a little bit and practiced maybe a little differently. Uh, not a whole lot differently, though. We really tried to keep them healthy. So, uh, you know, it's not so much that we did a whole lot differently. We just tried to keep them positive and, you know, let them deal with what they were you know, what they were facing. And last question for Coach. We'll go to Anthony right here. Uh, Coach,
3: Michael Kern ended with, uh, I think, 225 passing yards. Can you kind of talk about um, how you felt the defense in the secondary ICC
1: I thought the quarterback played really well. Uh, you know, he made some big plays. I mean, you know, listen, I mean, we play a lot of man coverage. We put in tough spots for those DBs. So uh, they made some plays, you know, uh, but when it mattered, our guys came up with some really big plays. I mean, the stop, uh, to hold them to the field goal try that they missed was an enormous play in the game. And then obviously the stop at the end of the game, right? you know, the, my college coach used to say to us all the time, "There's two teams playing out there, right?" So uh, it's not easy. Uh, but I thought those guys kept battling, and that's really what you would expect. You'd expect this game. Uh, I told them from jump it's going to come down to the you know last 30 seconds of the game, and it more or less came down to the last 30 seconds of the game. And I thought that you know we were able to, to finish the job at the end of the game. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.
4: Start right in front, right in front. Uh, Dan, I just wanted to know,
6: three weeks sort of into this offensive stylistic changes, how are you liking the new system and your role in it? Uh, I'm actually enjoying it a lot. Um, you know, It allows me to do a bunch of different things that I knew I, I could do. Um, so I was a football player and I was an athlete, so uh, I think it's fun. I think it's really fun.
0: Just one more follow-up to that. You know, I remember watching he play quarterback at Plain Edge. Um, but where do you think the future of, you know, you as a football player position-wise kind of holds? Uh, are you liking this tight end hybrid kind of role, or do you
4: see something else in your cards? Yeah, I would say like a hybrid tight end, you know, sort of, you know, sort of like a Taysom Hill or, or, or a tight
0: end, just full-time tight end. Like, I'll do either one, you know, so uh, it's really whatever. You know, whatever coach wants, whatever team I'm on. Look, when you reached a thousand yards today, what is that
7: milestone? It means the um, linemen, you know, they came out here and and did a great job, you know, all season, not just today, you know, and putting up those numbers and showed. So I'm, I'm thankful for them
2: both of you just how did coach campanelli approach pra- practice this week how did he guy talk to you guys about staying focused and, and also addressing what had happened in the coaching journey? i mean he just put the past we just put the past behind us and that, that's pretty much what he preached to us and he
4: said we're going to practice 100 percent every single day and we're going to win this game so uh you know Co- coach campanelli didn't look back
6: he didn't flinch and uh, he got us. He rallied everybody, and he motivated us to go out there and, and play as hard as we can and, and fight. And we knew we were going to war today. Um, and I wouldn't want to do it behind any other leader than him. Yeah. The biggest thing uh, he made sure the
7: whole team was on the same page moving forward as one unit. And we knew if we did that, they wouldn't. They would have a hard time beating us tonight. And that's what we did. We moved as a unit. Would a Tommy on the platform back.
0: Did it feel weird or different not having Coach bavers in practice this week? Definitely felt weird. You know, um, I'm only a
7: sophomore. When I got here, Coach bavers was here, so, you know, i always seen Coach Bavers, So, throughout the week, you know, it felt a little weird, but, you know, um, just wanted to round the guys up, and, you know, we, we we knew what we had to do today to get to this bowl game, so that's what we did as a unit.
6: Definitely felt weird, you know, we love Coach Babers. But uh, for me, I just said, man, I'm, I'm playing football every day. So I'm just focused on every single play one at a time. And I'm going to play for my for the guys next to me.
1: This is uh, for
6: both players. You know, Along those lines, you overcome a five-game losing streak this year. You win two of your last three games without a healthy quarterback. What does it say about you guys
7: that you were able to find your way into a ball game now and you get to play a 13? I feel as though that shows that you know everyone on the team has mental tough, has mental toughness. You know, through adversity, you know we, we still stick together. No matter if people point a finger at us, you know we still stick together. So just we, we all got mental toughness, and it just shows
6: resilient. This whole team is resilient. And, uh, You know we've been through a lot, and uh, I'm just so glad we can go out there and get this win. In and play another game with these guys because this group is special and we're all really close and we have a great bond. For Dan, uh, Coach talked a little bit about Garrett getting more
0: healthy, but it seemed like overall the passing schemes really opened up this week. Was there anything specifically that was done in practice or maybe with coaches that allowed you to get those open reads and make some plays? Uh, We just knew there was going to be a time
6: where they're going to start to load the box and play cover zero. So we're going to have to throw it behind those safeties. I knew it was coming all week, and uh, I was just glad I executed.
0: Back um,
2: the two of you specifically really put this offense on your back following the pit game. Was this something that when this was all pitched to you, you believed that you could make a bowl game all the way back then?
4: Definitely.
7: Um, I always knew we could uh, win a bowl game and make it to a bowl game, you know, with just being that mental toughness that I was talking about, you know, and holding, you know, my brothers accountable, you know, when you see them messing up or something like that, or even if I'm messing up, you know, they get on me and I get on them and just having that accountability between each other, you know, it helps us build the chemistry as a team that we need to be.
5: And I,
6: I always believe that we could do better things in a bowl and I think this team is really, really talented. You know, I see, I saw us as a 10-win team Preseason, and uh, but you know not everything goes your way, and uh, you know we we just kept fighting, we just kept showing up every day and playing, and uh, you know I'm excited
0: for this bowl game, I'm excited for the future. Dan, how much credit do you give Coach Campanelli for your transformation?
6: I think he's the number one guy that holds me accountable. You know a lot. You know I get a lot of pats on the back when I make good plays, but he's that one dude who will tell me from what it is. And, and he, he's so real with me and, you know, he, he tells me all the time, like, uh, I want you to play on Sunday, so I'm going to tell you what you're doing wrong every time, even if it's something little, and uh, I'm grateful for him for that because he just, he
3: always wants me to get better. This can be for both of you with a coaching change on the horizon, what do you guys tell each other about the future of the program and you guys being on this team going forward. Yeah,
0: I try to just,
6: I try to tell the guys this week to just focus on this game and take it one practice at a time, one day at a time and one game at a time and I'm not even thinking
7: about any of that stuff right now. I'm focused on winning the ball. Yeah, same thing here. You know, when um, we came out here and did what we had to do, now we got another game to prepare for, so our minds shouldn't even be on that. As this is for either of you. What did it mean to you? What did it mean to the team just to
4: know that this isn't going to be the last game of the season for you but more importantly for the seniors? Yeah, it just means
6: so much because of what we've been through this season. Uh, you know, the ups and downs, we had high hopes. Preseason, a lot of injuries, you know, a lot of things. Went south, lost our coach, and uh,
0: it's only right to go to a bowl game and win this thing. So,
7: definitely
6: happy for these guys.
0: And can you just kind of take me through that 47-yard touchdown to, uh, to Damian Alford and, you know, what you've seen on that play and, uh, and how you were reacting afterwards?
6: Right. They're, uh, they're playing zero, low safeties. Um, made the check. Coach made the check and uh, just threw it over the top. And, you know, Damian, I saw Damian have one step on him, and I just let it fly, and, you know, it was so fun. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I know you guys uh, said that you're trying to focus on the next game, um, which sure. I respect. But the school probably has to make a decision pretty soon, and I wondered if there were any qualities in the candidate for your next full-time coach that you guys wanted. no. I don't,
6: I don't, I don't think. I ain't
7: got nothing nice yeah. yeah, we're not we're not focused on that. Yeah, that's kind of a hard question to answer. <laughs> like. Did you have? Has anybody
0: asked you guys? I mean, has that has it come up at all? No, that was a for a
4: designated
7: All right, sorry, stop doing Good
0: question, though. Definitely. Uh, Good This one's for both of you guys. Uh, there were, I saw a lot of recruits or potential recruits come out today.
3: Uh, They're obviously with some uncertainty around the program. What does it mean to get a win in
7: front of all of them and show them that, you know, Syracuse isn't going anywhere? It meant a lot, you know. Um, the players, you know, we put in the work all season, all you know, week, you know, just coming out here and executing that and then everybody saying that Syracuse is still here, it means a lot to us, you know, and it means that we're we're part of the S definitely, like the S means something. This
3: is for each of you, you all made the decision to come to Syracuse tonight and have a thirteenth game. Just what it means to have that one more ride, that one more opportunity. When you reflect on hindsight 2020 making the decision to come to Syracuse? Was it the right decision for you. I think it feels great,
6: man, and the reason it feels so good is because I love my teammates so much, man, and, and these guys fight so hard to win games. Like this dude to my left, man, um, like I say, everybody should play football like him. The dude gives 100% every single time you step on that field and you know he's going to give it back. And uh, it's just someone you want to fight for, you know, so, uh, you know, I'm just thankful to play another snap with, with guys like Quinn and Marlowe and, and the rest of them. Definitely. Um, just what Dan said, you know, putting her on the line for the next guy and then just knowing how hard, you know, these two
7: guys go, you know, every practice and every just knowing the goals that we all got for ourselves and stuff like that. And we just know that we're going to help each other get to that goal. You know, even if you have a different goal or but we're going to help each other get to that goal. And that's something we had to realize together. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> these two guys right here, that's the reason they're up there. They
5: come in every single day, putting their work in, and And like, we see we see how the game is going. Laquan getting 25 carries, him getting hit by four guys every single play, but he's coming back 100% every single time. The same thing with that, having a passing touchdown and a receiving touchdown, they're working, working, working. And that's just the model around the whole locker room. So I just love these guys
0: 100%. With Mario, i back. Mario, of this football team? What's these last five days been like for you? I mean, it's, it's been different, something that none of us had to go through. But Coach, Coach you Nons, know, he, he, he kept it fun. He had a, a long meeting with the captains. So we just wanted to make sure that we kept it fun and just, just keep the energy up. We didn't want to buy it, in their heads his or anything like that. But we just, we just kept on going. And Dan also, he, he stepped up to the challenge. He stepped up and became big leader. Here, was just locked in and going to win this game right. Dan, you talk a lot about wanting to win an ACC championship, your preseason expectations of being a 10 win team. What do you think has to change or what do you think that the guys in this locker room can do to help you guys attain that next
4: year?
6: Uh, I want just say a couple culture things, um, a couple discipline things uh, that I don't want to get into. but. Uh, Talent is there, 100%. And, um, definitely. Just some other things that got to be fixed up. Because, you know, I came from Michigan, so I definitely saw how, you know, a, a great program operates. And, uh,
0: and, yeah, just a couple things, but I, I feel like it's going to be turned around. We'll
3: go to Citrus uh, in the back, and then Wyatt right here. Darla, right, this is for you. How many interactions have you had with? Uh, Coach Nangio and you know just did you know him before this week at all really?
5: Um, of course I knew him, but <laughs> not, not too many interactions. But um, I spent a lot of time with Dan. Dan talked very, very, very high of him. Just and a lot of guys, a lot of tight end room, right? A lot of guys are of him, talk very high I'm saying that he's a real genuine person. Like he'll lean on you, but he'll come back, talk to you, make sure that you're good, a real genuine person. But I knew he was going to step into the job and just, Make we'd be good because I told you how we had that long canvas.
0: Meeting. How he just laid it all down, told us how he wanted it to go. I knew we was going to rock him over this week. Right. Uh, this is for all you guys. Obviously, Garrett, you know, playing through some
4: discomfort there. What does it mean to to you guys
0: and to the team that he was able to put on that kind of a performance and, and fight your pain like that?
6: And shout out to Garrett. He's a warrior. Um, you know, obviously, he could sit out and rest and get ready for the NFL. But he wants to keep fighting with us and he, he wants us to win. So, uh, you know, he, he's not a vocal leader, but he's he'll show you.
7: He'll show you how he leads. And uh, I'm just uh, so grateful for him. Yeah. Me too, you know, man, respect to Gary, you know, um, fighting through even way before he even Pitt. Since the beginning, Kobe he's been fighting, you know, and just, you know, riding the guys around him and stuff like that and just leading the guys. That's why he got to see on his chest.
5: His, his career hasn't been
7: going how on he like wanted to this past season. I mean, it's probably
5: through injuries and things like that, but he's still been coming in every single day, just keeping his faith in God and just keeping his faith in the team and coming back every single day, just trying to do what he can do every single week on the field. Marlon, you walked tonight for senior night. I guess
2: just have you fully made up your mind yet
5: about whether you're, you're coming back for another year or not? Um, no, I haven't, I haven't made my mind up, but I'm just we're going to out? Well, we go see. We go see what happens. Come oh, man, we're going to vote! We'll take a couple
4: more for these guys before Garrett gets in
0: here. Maybe a job for these guys.
4: a uh, job right here. This <laughs> yeah. one's specifically for you. You talked
0: about all the personal <laughs> meetings that you had. Uh, do you feel like that was like a, a pivotal point? And uh, another
5: one, do you think, what kind of personal responsibility like did you take? It's underclass to make sure guys like Rondo
7: had another game, ball game in Hold on, I'm sorry. Can you ask that one more time? One more time, i sorry. With well, the players on the team, you know, did you see like a, a
5: different play turning around the season, you know, as an underclass, you know, how big of
7: a, you know, personal responsibility did you take to make sure that like Ronald got a little ball game under the belt? I wasn't in the uh, player, meeting. Yeah, I wasn't in the captains, meeting. You know, um, I'm kind of like a leader on the team, but I don't got to see on my chest yet, you know. So I just try to do what I got to do for the team and stuff like that. But definitely, um, I was – just that been on my mind just all the seniors and just everything happening. You know, um, I tell the guys like, we can't let the seniors go out like this. You know, we gotta, we gotta put it all on the line and whether that's blood, sweat, and tears for them guys, you know, because is the last thing they're gonna remember. So I just was telling the guys, we gotta put it all on the line, all the underclassmen, you know, and that's what we did tonight. We moved as one unit for these guys. Last question for these guys, go to Anthony
6: and then we can get Garrett up here. You mentioned uh, culture a little bit. Do you feel like there's a good culture and like, that Coach Babers and still care? Uh, I, I want to move on from, from any questions about Coach Babers. I love Coach Babers and uh, I'm just focused on this goal. <laughs>
0: For, uh, Garrett,
4: right
8: Garrett what did it take for you to get ready to play this week how much how intense was your your rehab and, and what it took to be able to put on the performance that you did yeah I mean a huge credit to uh Brandon Hall and our training staff that, um they work with me around the clock just so I can get to where I'm feeling good and uh, don't um
3: but it was more of a, it was just bad timing, so I worked out to where I could go out and play. I wanted to get done a little more last week, but it would have been smart. So um, it's just it's a timing deal. And, uh, but huge credit for them uh, to get me right before I could go out and play, felt comfortable playing that, putting myself at risk. But so. Mario on back. Pain tolerance aside, what have these last five days been like with the coaching change and having to you know,
0: come together as a team uh, it's been hectic, and uh, it's been a lot of chaos
4: uh, initially. But uh, I mean, there's a lot of peace around the team at the same time. because I mean, really not much
3: has changed just the way our the structure of our Coach papers ran everything. Um, you know, it was a pretty smooth transition. And um, that's one thing that we've, we've looked on, though. But everything that he
0: still does, uh, we kept. And, um, but I mean, just a credit to our seniors and uh, the leaders on this team. No, they really carried us this week, and um, it was a tough game. It was fun, but then we came out
3: with a win. Dad, okay. right after that. Gary, your teammate said that your teammate said that you could have gotten ready for the NFL, you could have sat out, you could have just had to taken care of yourself, but you came in, showed that leadership, and you were there for them. Just how important it was for you to ride this out all the way to the end and to be there with your team and fight to get back
6: on the field i definitely had a lot of different voices uh, in my ear, just in terms of what I should do, and
3: uh, regarding my uh, career, but um, there's too many guys on this team that work too hard, and um, but I'm grateful for them. I want to send these guys out the right way, and uh, a lot of guys beat out man, but uh, we were to get it done, so I'm happy for them.
2: Garrett, Coach Campanelli kind of joked that he didn't know that you were going to be able to go until after the game had started and then talked really highly of you. I guess just did you have to convince him or, or Coach Beck, like, hey, I really want to play this game, or were they all in on, on letting you go tonight?
3: No, it was um, they were definitely um, everything's built around me not playing. And then um, there's some stuff I told him about was going to play I'm ready to. And uh, last week we kind of had the same thing. It was more built on me not playing
4: that but um no i mean this is a good one to play it's the last game guaranteed
3: game of football yet so um i mean i was grateful you know we got it done and uh, didn't expect it to go like that you know through a couple of touchdowns it's like where's that been all year you know what i mean <laughs> um but I mean, proud of the guys the way we fought I and mean, it, was, it was awesome it was an awesome way to finish I'm right in front and uh double-eater guard uh yeah, I noticed on that first offensive drive, you kind of started with two gloves on,
0: and then after that, you went to no gloves. I was wondering if there was any significance behind that, or if that kind of plays into the indecision about whether or not you were going to be full
3: go today throwing the ball wise. Oh uh, no, I mean, it was kind of fun to have them on. Throw a touchdown pass, and they're like, "Oh shoot," you know, throw the ball a little bit. And the next drive, I came with them off and um, going by just there was no rhyme or reason to it. And I wish I took him off on a couple of throws. Probably could have made a little bit of passes, but we um, I mean, just added it to it. I'm trying to make fake tendencies, I guess, but there was no rhyme or reason to it. Garrett, this was your last home game here in Syracuse, and it seems like you're emotional about the win. What does this win mean for you? Why the emotion? Yeah, I mean, man, it was um, the last game of football that we had guaranteed,
4: and um, I had a lot of different people tell me to do a lot of different things in terms
3: of just uh, my health. So, um, But, I mean, there's so many guys that work so hard. You know, they deserve it. So, I'm, I'm blessed to be here. grateful for the guys that we had, and I'm just not able to pull down. And get away. We have a couple more for Garrett. we will to John first. Here, going out that, you know, originally from North Carolina coming up here from Mississippi State. Can you just reflect on uh, your same career and what it means to you? Yeah, it has definitely been the road less traveled for me and I've been a journeyman. Um get to Mississippi State, um, start as freshman, playing a bunch of games, and then uh, your coach gets fired, new staff comes in, don't really get much of an opportunity. You know, we were one and five, one and six when I transferred and the you know, course. Just never really got a chance the way it worked out. Um, so, and then I come here, had to compete, and ended up starting right when I got here. And um, but all the solid potential. I came here because Coach Babers, and uh, so um, he was a huge part get getting me here, and that's why I came here. So and then compete, got a chance to play a little bit, and then last year it's slowly building. It hadn't been what we wanted to. And uh, you look back to twenty-one, it's like we won five and seven, we lost four games by three points you know, overtime game last year we go 6-0. I mean, by we're falling apart. Same story this year, you know, we lose our two best receivers before week two, and then two of your starting offensive line, that's like trying to struggle with a battle. And you see when we get the conference play. So um, this year, just, yeah, same exact thing. You know, it's been, it's kind of been that story. And um, there's no way you'd rather have it. it it wouldn't be it wouldn't be as fun if it was that easy. So, um, but I'm just glad we were able to get a bowl game, and it hadn't been done here in a while, I guess. And um, but yeah, you know, coming into the season, we're like we're going to be a conference contender, and then you know, dude, just start getting hurt. It's like, well, shoot, how do we won the game. So, uh, but I'm glad we finished strong, and I'm proud of these guys, and grateful for them. And it's, it's been a heck of a ride, and I'm you know grateful for all the good people I've met up here. Last two will go
0: Taylor and I finished wrapping around the end.
2: Yeah, so um, obviously a very big emotional win today, a lot of ups and downs, like even just this week and this season. What do you think making this bowl means to the team and how it speaks to their resilience this year?
3: Yeah, I mean, we start off strong and then we hit a slump and then, you know, just got getting beat up. And, you know, you're sitting in those meetings, you're like, what are we going to do? You know, just trying to find a way. And uh, we've been here before, though, so we are able to – we end up coming out with this Wildcat stuff, you know, trying to go out and run the ball, and especially against teams that have good run defenses. And um, so we're able, we're able to do that, but it's just the constant being persistent and always, you know, not nobody on this team ever, a second, gave up. And um, I mean, we're a couple of times we're put in bad positions, guys aren't making plays. It's just, but throughout the course of the year, it's just stay and stay and We knew that we were at a huge disadvantage and it's just fighting the clog, trying to find something that can Work. and uh, just it's awesome to see it come to full completion this week and be able to get that sixth win, but um, I mean I'm just probably gotten the that these guys fought. And uh, you know, a lot of guys out of position being really unselfish, especially in the receiver, because we're just trying to make things work. And you got guys like Dana stepping up offensive line, has been playing their um, butts off the past couple of weeks. So put a lot together in the defense. I mean, they're struggling a little bit today. They did bent but they didn't break, and then they came up huge with that stop right in the, the game, and we were able to go and run the clock out. So you know, it was awesome. So, yeah. Last question, Graham. Gary, you said it. There, you've been through a coaching change. This is a program
0: that's now in transition. What would your advice be to your teammates on how to go through a coaching transition?
3: I mean, be patient, and um, you know, it's different for me because when we had the COVID year. But uh, that's why I tell those guys to be patient and uh, wait it out and see. But at the end of the day, I mean, you have to do. And we have a lot of unselfish guys on this team. So, but uh, at the end of the day, do what's best for you. And uh, I waited out probably a little longer than I should have. Uh, Mississippi State, but I, mean, I just want to play football. It was fun. But at the end of the day, you know, wouldn't get an opportunity. And you know, we weren't doing very well. So, um, but yeah, be patient with those guys. I mean, we wait just out. And in the meantime, we got a ton of opportunity for him. He's got one more game. So there's going to be a lot of camaraderie being built. And uh, guys knowing that we get one more extra week uh, or one more extra game and a whole extra month of football. So um, we're just waiting down. I'm sure things, the smoke will clear soon. Um, But I mean, I'm grateful for Coach Bavers and all that he, for him providing that opportunity to him. I mean, nobody in in this facility would be here without him. So, you know, we just, I'll sing his praise, he's my favorite coach i played for, and um, you know, I understand the business side of it, but, you know, him and his family have been awesome to me, just giving me an opportunity, just the guy that he was, but, um, yeah, be patient guys, we'll see, we'll figure it out, we we'll go win one more game, in the meantime, and after that, you can figure out, and um, based on the decisions, you are making what's best for you, and your career, and your family, So. Um, in the meantime, let's go one more one more football game event. we got we got plenty to look forward to and we got we got everything we need. You know, all the guys in the room, that's what matters. So just keep that mentality and then go from there. Sorry if I missed this earlier, but did you get a chance to talk to Coach Babers this week? Yeah I did. And um, I won't say much about that, but you know, i will sing his praises. I'm grateful for all that he's done for me and uh, provided me an opportunity to come here and um, I, mean, I get it, but um, Definitely my favorite coach I played for, and, um, and now yeah, this my fourth technically fourth head coach in college, five offensive coordinators, so it's always I'm, I'm used to this, and, but um, I mean I'm grateful for the guys that we have, and that, that's what that's what makes it. And, um, so yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody. Thank you, everybody.
4: Uh, Don't go through a changeover tonight. It's like a big time to do it. Hello, everyone.
8: That was one of the longer press conferences of all time, as we walk up the stairs back to the press box. This is Ethan Frank, your audio director here at the Fizz. Um, You heard Garrett Strader, you heard Marlowe, Quint Allen, the whole nine yards, Dan Bellari and Nunzio Campanelli after Syracuse's 35-31 win over Wake Forest. Very interesting football game, back and forth, exciting game to watch. But, I I mean, it was so long ago because that press conference took so long that I forget what happened. Uh, A a very strong performance from the Syracuse offense, Syracuse defense. One of the worst games of the season probably, considering the limitations of the Wake Forest offense, how effectively they were able to pass the football. So a a tough look for Rocky Longstreet, but they got it done. And that's what matters. Syracuse is 6-6, going to a bowl game the second consecutive year. First time in a decade it's done that. And that is an accomplishment. I'm sure John Wildtack is very happy about that. And he'll be singing that praise as he gets set to hire a new head coach. Probably this week is what I would imagine. But, you know, there's no rest for this program. You gotta keep going. And they got a bowl game to prepare for. And you heard Garrett Schroeder, he was emotional. In that press conference, and really the first time we've heard that from him, it was really interesting to hear from him in that light, because that's not something you hear often. And for him to be as open and honest and as genuine as he was about his love for Coach Babers and his love for his teammates, that was that was special. It, it, it takes a special individual to talk that openly about yourself and about your teammates, and he did it because you know for the last eight years from Dino Babers. I understand everyone loves him, but he gives you a lot of coach speak and a lot of cliches. But today, it it was all honesty from from Garrett Schrader and and his teammates. And you heard Dan Villari and LaQuintown say it a lot after the game that, you know, Dan Villari in particular, how much he loves Coach Nunzio Campanelli. But, you know, it it was different. And I I think it was pretty clear that their practices were different. The message from Campanelli was different. Uh, Villari mentioned, you know, he was asked about doing things that would be different from uh, what was different this week from Dino to Nuncio, And he said, and and how do they get to be a win team? He wants them to say some disciplined things, some culture things. And I think that's pretty obvious to everyone on the outside that there needs to be improvements in discipline, some improvements in game management and talk management and some improvements with the culture. And he referenced his time at Michigan, a a Michigan team that is 12 and 0 and just beat Ohio state for the third straight year. And is probably going to go back, to the college football playoff uh, with or, you know, win the big 10 championship game against Iowa or not. Um, so he knows, uh, I, I guess, you know, he's already transferred once, but I guess depending on a new head coach, all of these guys could end up, end up leaving. So the, there is a lot of unknown and, you know, Garrett Trader talked about it, that, you know, the university and John Wildtack had to make a business decision, but uh, it, this was Dino Babers was Syracuse's coach. There aren't any players left over from the pre-Dino Babers regime. He's been he was here for eight years. He was here for a long time. So these players and these assistant coaches had a, a, a deep, deep respect for Dino Babers. So with that, I'll, I'll leave you. And thank you very much for listening to this Fizz Twitter space, for tuning into all, I don't know, 40, 45 minutes of, of what that press conference was from Campanelli to Wax and Valari and Allen, and then ending it with Schrader was as emotional as you really probably have ever heard a football player. So thank you very much for tuning in. We'll have more coverage on the Fizz as Syracuse prepared to hire a head coach. Maybe it's Dan Mullen. Maybe it's somebody else. Who knows? Dan Bellari was asked, by the way, after the game, if he saw after, about the report that Dan Mullen was at practice on Wednesday. Or, or Nunzio Campanelli, excuse me, excuse me, was asked about that. And he gave a little chuckle and said, I don't know. If he was there, he must have been in a disguise because I didn't see him. John Wildsack was sitting in the back of the room and chuckled as well. So. We'll see. There's a lot of smoke. We'll see if there's fire coming up this week. Thank you very much for listening. Check out our website, theorangefizz.com. And of course, you found us here on X. So continue to read, continue to listen, and, and we'll be back. Syracuse men's basketball on Tuesday. It'll be an exciting game
4: against LSU. Have a great rest of your night, everyone.